as of 2022, do you see couples as more prudent when it comes to spending on their wedding or is it the other way around? <laughs> okay, I think interestingly, before COVID, people seem to be more prudent. <laughs> but after COVID, I don't know, maybe people feel like they have been cooped up. Yeah, or like, you know, Revenge yes, spending. Or, or maybe the wedding has been postponed for too long that mm. they feel like they should just have a good one where they just spend mm. more or mm. like a dream wedding. You're listening to the Building Financial Fitness Podcast, the show where personal finance is about the person, not just the numbers. Here on BFF, we talk about how to make money your best friend so that you can have the freedom to make the most out of life. We go through the honest discussions about money so that you don't need to make the same mistakes. We demystify jargon so that no one can smoke you with complicated acronyms. After all, money's greatest value is to give us control over our time, which is truly our greatest asset. I'm your host, Junus Yu. Hi guys and welcome back to the Building Financial Fitness Podcast. Our topic today is about this. Are you overspending on your wedding? And today we have a very special guest, Liz, who is the founder of Liz Florals. Liz, pleasure to have you on, my old friend. Hi, Thank it's you. very good to be here. <laughs> Thank you. So for those who might not know Liz, Liz is the founder of Liz Florals, which is a business focused on happiness, largely through creating wedding flowers. But I'm so excited to have you on today because, you know, post-COVID, you know, there's so many people mm. who are kind of like really launching into their wedding plans. And I wanted to get your perspective, right? Because a modern wedding in Singapore, it can come at a substantial cost. But unlike in years past, right, most weddings now are being paid by the couples themselves. So I think that is, it is important to have a sound financial strategy in place when it comes to that. But from your experience, having handled like, you know, so many weddings and spoken to so many couples, right? What is the range of wedding costs that you have seen? Yeah, I mean, wedding costs range from, I mean, from low to all the way up to like really high, um, depending on things like whether you include in the banquet cost, mm. how many guests you want to get. For example, I've heard of weddings, at least in Singapore, right? They can go up to 100k more than that. Let's say if you already have 200 guests and mm. each table of 10 packs already costs on average, $2,500. That's mm. already about 50K, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. have to set aside. Mm. Um, of course, in Chinese customs, you would expect or hope that your guests do provide a token sum through, you know, the red packets or ang pao's. Yes. They can kind of help to cover the table costs. Mm. But what about things like your wedding gown, yes. your your makeup, your photography, mm. if you want to photo shoot overseas, things like your floral decorations. Mm-hmm. Actually, decorations for venues can come up to quite a bit. Mm. as well depending on what kind of theme or style you want for your wedding Mm. yeah got it and um, usually when it comes to you know the theme and style like you just in terms of the decision process you know when you speak to couples who usually is the one sort of like leading that discussion do you think do you see any patterns (laughs) usually it's the ladies they Mm. have a lot of ideas of how they envision their wedding to be Mm. are they going to get married under an arc of flowers (laughs) and they're surrounded by fields of them but there are times where the men are the ones who are discussing because they are more concerned about budget Mm. so as long as they ensure that the budget is set within range and then Mm. they leave the details to the ladies Got it. Yeah. And I guess when it comes to cost buckets, right? Mm. Because I guess you are sort of like helping on the florals space. But then let's say if I am somebody who is considering my wedding, right? What mm. are the key cost items that I should think of apart from the banquet? Um, I would say your gown. 
Um, mm. Because gowns can, if you rent a gown, mm. it can cost, let's say, $600. Yes. But if you want something custom made, you're mm. looking at a 1000 to $3,000 for one gown. I've seen 10000 Yes, exactly. Very so that's gross. the designer gowns. Yeah. Yes. So designer gowns, eight, 10, 12, 15 mm. Mm. or more. Mm. Um, and I mean, sometimes in Chinese customs, once again, you have a few gowns, you have different looks, evening looks and stuff. So you have to cater for something like that as well for a different, a change of look. Um, mm. So gowns is something you can consider. Um, another thing would be your um, makeup. Interestingly, for Singaporeans, um, we have a few makeup looks uh, for day, you know, different change of hairstyle mm. and like, make sure your makeup lasts through the day. Mm. If you want your makeup artist to follow you throughout the day, you're looking at three to $4,000 <gasps> um, for this person to follow you for 10 hours, 12 hours. Oh, yeah. wow. But that's when you can always look perfect. So expensive. Right? It's like hair out of place, immediately touch up. Ah. Yeah. But um, for the more common folk, <laughs> like <laughs> I would say, um, usually people go for one to two looks or three looks mm. where the makeup artist only comes by one time, two times or three times a day to change your makeup. Got it. Mm. Then there's also photography. Photography, mm-hmm. you can, on average, about eight hours or ten hours, you can look about $3,000 for one mm. day. Mm-hmm. Videography is around the same. If mm. you want videos for your wedding, then, yeah, I would say that's mainly the big bucket items. And then they would go down to the floral decorations, mm-hmm. flowers. So flowers can range from 800 all the way up to 5,000, mm. 8,000. Um, of course, depending on, let's say, if it's an intimate wedding or you want to decorate the hotel stage and things like that. Mm. Mm. There's one other course that I thought of, I guess, you know, in the times when I was a bridesmaid, which is the bridesmaids course. Ah, yes. So if you want to cater for your bridesmaid to kind of look made up, mm. <laughs> like, you know, like with makeup on and mm-hmm. everything, um, then you would cater in a makeup artist to do makeup for them. That's cost as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's the bridesmaid dresses. Mm. And if you want, you can have uh, bridesmaid bouquets mm. if they're marching in before you, right? The flowers or the wrist corsages mm-hmm. if, if you don't want something simple. Mm. All this actually do come across. It, it does, right? It really sub, does it add does. up. Got it. As of 2022, do you see couples as more prudent when it comes to spending on their wedding or is it the other way around? <laughs> okay. I think, interestingly, before COVID, people seem to be more prudent. <laughs> but after COVID, I don't know, maybe people feel like they have been... Cooped up. Yeah, or like, you know... Revenge yes, spending. Or, or maybe the wedding has been postponed for too long that mm. they feel like they should just have a good one where they just spend mm. more or mm. like a dream wedding, for mm. example. Or, or maybe it's because they have held back on a wedding that they decide to just hold something that they really like. Mm. Mm. But there are also those who go towards a more intimate setting. So they decide that, oh, they have already signed the papers during the COVID times and they just want to hold something small for the family. Then mm. there'll be intimate weddings where they only require a few, let's say, table flowers, mm-hmm. um, the bouquet, mm. and maybe just um, some simple ones for the solemnization. Mm. Mm. Got it. From, I guess, from a flowers perspective, like, mm. because you said that, you know, um, in terms of the, the cost, you can spend $800 for the... The arc or the flowers, yes. The arc of flowers, right? Or like over 3000 that's something that's more lush, yes. there's more flowers. Yes. How do those discussions come about? Like, you mm. know, like if somebody approaches you, maybe they are working for a budget, then how do you mm. kind of like work within their budget? So um, usually I will ask them to send across like inspiration images on what 
kind of arc or what kind of decoration they, they have in mind mm. and then we work towards like oh a certain quotation mm-hmm. and they will let me know whether um, this is within their budget or not and mm. how we can tweak it to either suit their budget or whether they have to increase their budget to get what they want got mm. it and would yeah. this be a consideration of like the specific kind of flowers because mm. you know if they want that arc right you can yes. literally put whatever kind of flowers but then the pricing for, for flowers yes. I guess is very different so like give me a range of like you know again I'm not a I haven't planned a wedding before. <laughs> but then, like, what are the more expensive kind of flowers that, mm. and what would be, like, as the lower range that yes. people can go for if they still want the whole arc, yes. but then they don't necessarily have that high of a budget? Yes, exactly. So, um, for, for those, right, we tell them that we would like to work with a colour palette and a mm. mood board. Mm. So, if they are flexible with the flower types used, we can still work towards a similar, for example, a blush palette, a cream palette, just that the flowers may not be as higher priced if their budget is slightly lower. Mm-hmm. So expensive flowers would include things like um, peonies, mm. um, things like uh, garden roses mm-hmm. um, or like branded roses, the David Austin garden rose. So these roses in particular, they look like swirls of mm. like um, inside uh, petals inside the rose. And and mm. why it's expensive? Because sometimes they, they go to be quite big mm. um, and it's quite centred, mm. very nice smell. And each rose can cause some... Um, I don't know, at least 10 to 15 times more than the standard rose. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. yes. So, so that's when your price has to, you have to expect slightly more expensive. But if you are looking, if you are quite flexible, you can consider things like um, your standard roses, even carnations, mm. orchids, these are, these are fine as well. Mm. Mm. So I don't know if I told you this, but then when I was in JC, mm. I mean, I was in the entrepreneurship society. We actually ran like a flower, floral business. Oh, so Valentine's I, Day. I don't oh, think no. you, yeah, I think it was during, it was all centered around Valentine's Day, right? And then I guess it was like a business mistake that was made early on because the supplier actually um, told us that they didn't have the flowers, right? And the thing is, you know, <laughs> the reason why I mentioned this is seasonality because mm. it's, 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 it's the same flower. It's just that because Valentine's Day, right? Everything goes up. The, the prices just yes. go up. Yes. So what kind of price fluctuations do you see because because mm. weddings really happen all the time but is there any seasonality that you need need to think about okay for price yes so roses are very expensive in February mm. naturally mm. it is not just any for Valentine's week yes especially red roses but really any kind of roses even colours that are more popular these days. So things like the a muted blush tone, yes, mm. like a very dusty pink. Mm. Yeah, like the quicksand roses, for example, or even cappuccino pink roses. Mm. These are going to be very expensive during in February. How so, much more expensive are we talking about? Mm, wow, it can go up to three, four times more than our <laughs> usual, yes, usual pricing. Oh. So for for me in February, usually mm. my prices for weddings is also mm. increased, um, mm. and then we don't accept discounted rates from uh, vendors which we do for other months yeah. Mm, yeah because the thing with the floral industry is like very perishable right yeah it's not like you can buy in advance and keep on the shelf <laughs> and use them uh, <laughs> a few months later <laughs> we can't yeah so so I guess it's a good advice to tell people to like, avoid weddings in February yes but then okay, but then again you know people look at auspicious dates right mm. there are many other considerations like what if the venue is booked mm-hmm. other months right mm. yes so I think flowers flowers may not be on people's minds as much when it comes to costs mm. until they start discussing for a wedding and then they realise, oh, so if I want to have my wedding to look like this, this mm. is really how much I need to pay. Mm. Yeah, and then that's when they realise. <laughs> <laughs> so I know that there's the auspicious things, but then like, are there 
like peak periods in which people get married because like you know I mm. guess in Singapore you know the Hungry Ghost Festival yeah. like those kind of months I think it tends to be lower right yes that's right so months of Hungry Ghost whereby it's around August mm. it's usually quite quiet but church weddings do continue yes. <laughs> or like um, you know for non-Chinese weddings they do continue mm. um, April it can be quite quiet as well due to Qingming Festival mm. um but I think the popular months would really be October, November, December. And year. Yes, and mm. year. And also mid year, June, July, actually. June and July is quite popular. What's the reason? Like school holiday. Wow. <laughs> yeah, maybe the <laughs> teachers are <laughs> getting the, married. No. Oh, yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah, actually, you're right. You're right. No, no, I'm just kidding. I, maybe, but um, I, I don't know why it's popular on these dates. But yes, mm. certain dates. Quite okay. popular. Okay. So if anyone wants to save some money, then please Try avoid... Not avoid fe- February if possible. Avoid fe- <laughs> because there's a lot of other auspicious dates, I guess, throughout the year. Yeah. Because three to four times is really significant. It is significant. Yeah, it is significant. And people might not be... You know, if I didn't sell flowers during Valentine's Day back in my junior college days, right, mm. I wouldn't be expecting that the prices would go up by that much. Yeah. Actually, the funny thing is after COVID, it's more expensive, a lot of things, and they the prices don't really go down that much. Mm. Well, yeah. So that's why everything is all inflated. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to pass on that cost. Mm. Uh, all, ven- all, all service providers need Have to pass to, on that cost. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because, you can absorb some, but mm. only just a little bit. If not, it wouldn't really make sense to mm. to absorb everything. Got it. And um, I guess, you know, you're talking about the expensive flowers, right? So, you know, have you come across cases where, let's say, the couple is like, oh, you know, they, they certainly want a certain kind of flower, mm. like peonies, for example. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The funny thing about peonies is they are also seasonal. Mm. So it's not like, if, even if you have the money, if you want them in, in like, I, I don't know what month. Um, <laughs> it's not like you, can you just get them. can't yeah, get you just, them. You just can't. Or else they'll be really small, mm. but it's not worth it, or it's smaller than a rose. Mm. Then what's the point of paying so much when it's not going to bloom yes. <laughs> or it's not going to look as beautiful? Yes. Yes. So I think the best time if you really want peonies is actually the end year period mm. where the peonies are huge. Mm. They're really, really big. Mm. Yeah. Another time would be Mother's Day. Mother's mm-hmm. Day timing. Peonies are also quite big during that time. Mm. Yeah can consider got it you know I have a lot of respect for like entrepreneurs like yourself right so tell me like, what are the difficult aspects of the business because when people think about flowers like, at least like, from a service provision perspective you know they can be quite demanding or mm. you know especially for something like flowers where you know like that time when I was when I was selling flowers in, in JC right doing V-Day I mean like you know when the flowers come you have no idea what it's going to look like things <laughs> like that or you know and because it's so perishable you don't know how long it's going to last you know you're concerned <laughs> about you know how yeah. do I keep it fresh mm. so like talk to me a little bit about you know what are the pains of running a business like yours wow um okay because flowers are perishable right mm. i think it's very important to keep them happy and cold happy <laughs> and, and hydrated cold. yeah mm. and cold that's why uh, having a flower fridge is very important or keeping them in an air-conditioned area mm. um, so that actually increases their shelf life by quite a bit mm-hmm. another thing to consider would be the same flower can come in different shades Mm. It's like um, a client may say, can see from a picture, oh, I want I want this kind of look, but you can order the exact same flower and it looks, the shade of the flower is different. This is due to the natural variability of, of flower, you know, differences yes. and stuff like that. Yes. So we have to manage clients' um, expectations mm. um, that things will look similar, but mm-hmm. not exactly the same because these are fresh items. These are mm. living things, you know, you, you can't expect them to be print out to look exactly the same, yes. to have the colours exactly the same. It may not be as easy to to get this across. Yes, especially mm. when 
their flower does look different or does look slightly different and then you have to spend time explaining it's also time <laughs> yeah time spent. so i guess for those listening in if you're looking to engage someone like this <laughs> you know of course be empathetic when it comes to you know that yeah because i think that you know i guess you know everybody would of course do their best their level best to mm. to match as much as possible yeah. right it's not that they are trying to like, give you a different kind of flower or something like that yes exactly and and this is a problem that I think all florists would face. Mm. So if you really like a florist, their works, right? Yes. Just just trust the florist. You can mm. send them inspirations of what you like and just just leave it fully to them because they will do their best to get the flowers you want, right? Yes. Yeah. And whatever I- alternative that they choose is really the best alternative yeah i think so because like i believe that your clients come to you because they like your aesthetic the you know your way oh. of doing things or I, I do think that it's important right to find the right florist and and if i you know were to plan a wedding then of course like word of mouth somebody who has gone through the whole process with you and then they they trust you instead of just like you know let's say a very beautiful social media page but then you don't uh. necessarily know if they can pull through on the mm, day of the mm, wedding because mm, the wedding enough. is just like a one-shot event, right? You can't like, <laughs> oh, so sorry, I'm going to give you like replacement roses the <laughs> yeah. next day. It's not going to work like that. Yeah, it doesn't. Mm. For the listeners, right? I want to ask like, what are the questions that a couple should consider when thinking about wedding costs? Mm. I think in general, it would be helpful to kind of narrow down to perhaps three key areas that you want to really uh, spend on. Um, mm. And then for other areas, you can try to hold back a bit on the budget so you can still have an enjoyable wedding that you like without overspending. Mm-hmm. So you can probably ask questions yourself like, oh, you know, um, have you always dreamed of having uh, a wedding gown that's by this designer you know, mm-hmm. or a custom-made gown? Or are you comfortable with something that's maybe slightly more budget-friendly mm-hmm. but still looks beautiful, like mm. a, a rented wedding gown? So mm. that can help you save money. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, have you always imagined, you know, when you walk down the aisle, you're walking through fields of flowers or you're getting married underneath a, a fountain of, of, you know, flowers or an ark, you know. So mm. if you do dream of that, then you can probably set aside some budget for mm. flower decorations. If that is important. Yes. yes. Or, or is the wedding gown more important or yeah. is the flowers more important? Yeah. For example, or things like, you know, your photographer mm. or photography, do you want to get married now? Like a destination wedding mm-hmm. or you want to have your photo shoot done overseas? Another one would probably be, you know, your guests, right? Do you want your guest experience, how you want your the experience to be like, mm. you know, when they walk into your banquet hall or the wedding venue? Do you want them to be surrounded by music, you know, the kind of decorations, the props, the flowers? So that can also add up and everything. Mm. Got it. Then I guess, you know, for the clients you've worked with, right, what, what are the buckets that they focus on right now? Everyone, I would say it's quite different, but it's interesting that certain venues have the different style of, of, of couples. So people who choose a certain venue may have, look, a, certain yes, have a certain preference on how or uh, what they budget mm. um, a friendly, what, what, what they budget on and things like that. So, so for example, for people looking at places that generally cost more, mm-hmm. um, certain hotels, mm. then they also do have bigger budgets for or focus on flower decorations, mm. for example. Those with uh, smaller venues or places like restaurants mm-hmm. or intimate settings, mm. then the budget for flowers is a, is a, lot, is a lot smaller. Got yes, it. Yeah. Got but it. they may spend on things like the photographer mm. or extra perks like a photo booth, mm. uh, music for guests. More for the guests, right? Yes, more for the guests for when mm. it's a smaller setting. Got it. So mm. if it's chimes, is everyone trying to recreate the crazy rich Asians <laughs> kind of experience? <laughs> no, like no, flooding the floor. Oh, but there are maybe not, maybe not flooding the floor, <laughs> but there are some with like wow, flowers everywhere and mm. things. Yes, there are, there are. 
Then again, there are some who just keep it simple. Yeah. Just have a clean look and you just enjoy the church, uh, you know, decorations inside and things like that. So I think we went through a lot today. I think like, you know, for for me, I think it was quite eye-opening with regards to, you know, what you said with um on cost, mm. on the seasonality, when it spikes and when it doesn't. Mm. And I think what you said on, you know, how to help couples better manage costs, right? Because it's important to think about, you know, what are things that matter to the couple and yeah. what are things that don't matter as much. Mm. And I think that's important, I guess, with every successful marriage. I think that communication is important. <laughs> yes. So this I is think... your first big project in the couple. <laughs> what do you want to budget on? What's important to you? Yeah. That is actually very true. That's yeah. actually, like, it could be it very could well be. their first big project that they yeah. think and, about. Yeah. And there's an exercise in budgeting. Yes, yes, yes. Correct. And that's when all their loved ones come together, right? So mm. you get to see who or what they prioritize, you know, and things like that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yes, I agree. Yeah. I guess for listeners who want to find out more about the work you do, where should they go? Mm, yeah, you can head over to Instagram. We are at List Florals. Um, you can also check us out on Facebook or the website. Mm, yeah. So it's L-I-Z-F-L-O-R-E-L-S. That's right. We'll link it on our show notes as well for, for yep. you guys to click too easily. Mm. Thank you so much, Liz, for being on. Thank I really you. loved having you on. <laughs> Thank you so much for being candid about oh, yeah. the industry. <laughs> I hope it's interesting and, and you guys know something. No, I think, <laughs> I think so. I think it's always good to get your perspective. Thank you. Thank you so much. Many thanks as well to all of you out there for tuning in. This has been a fantastic conversation and we would definitely love to hear what you think about it. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us through the email podcast at melisten.sg or at my Instagram at MissFitFi. Aside from that, if you enjoy what you're listening to and want to hear more, please help to spread and grow the show by subscribing on MeListen or Apple Podcasts or by following on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Finally, the Building Financial Fitness Podcast is an original production from Mediacorp and recorded at Scape Live Studios, The Pod, powered by Audio-Technica and City Music. Episode production is done by Junus Yu, with editing and support by Danny Cordy and Gareth Fernandez. Once again, I'm your host and BFF, Junus Yu. Until the next time.